I will never accept this as okay. I will fight this until the day I die. I will never ever say this is the new me. This is what I'm happy with. I'm okay with only, uh, you know, uh, functioning partially. You're listening to the Dudes and Dads podcast, a show dedicated to helping men be better dudes and dads by building community through meaningful conversation and storytelling. And now, here are your hosts, Joel DeMott and Andy Lehman. Joel. Andy! I'm super excited. Oh, boy. You have these moments. You have these moments in life, Andy, where um, you shoot for the stars. By the way, have you ever heard that, that really dumb saying that people, you're like, uh, shoot for the stars if you don't, no, it's shoot for the moon. If you don't, yeah. You'll at least land amongst the stars. It's it's inaccurate. It's you massively inaccurate. Yeah, you can try. You, Andy, do you know what happens if you shoot for the moon and what? you and you don't make it? What happens? You end up in cold, dark space. That's what you <laughs> end up just floating on into oblivion. That's what happens. No, we do feel, though, that we kind of, we, uh, we, this, this show, as always, not to talk it up too much, but we are excited about this episode because we get to talk. Can we just say it to a to a podcast hero of ours? I, I think we should. I thought I was like, what is the real term? It's podcast hero, <laughs> which is similar. And then the thought came through my mind: this, the great song, jukebox hero. So you, I was you singing. Have to sing I was show, don't you? I was singing podcast hero. Yes, yeah, what I was. That was my jam along the country roads here on the way to the studio. So, so yes. our guest, our guest today is none other than Mr. James Kennison. Oh my goodness! And we say he's a hero because we've. Listen to his podcast. He's a podcaster and an OG podcaster. Yeah, man, way back From and way back. and so we really want to welcome you to the show, James. Welcome to our show. Hi, James. Thank you. Hi, everybody. I'm. Oh my goodness. I'm humbled and uh, slightly excited by your description <laughs> good. of me. Good, 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 good. Yeah, I I think it's it's fair to say uh, we just we said this before we started uh, with the show that uh, some all of my children. Uh, are well acquainted with uh, with the work of James and his podcast, That Story Show, and also Red School Bus, and just the many iterations of, of fantastic things that come out. Um, and so, yeah, they didn't believe me when I said I was. We're, <laughs> we we have James on the show. They're like, no, you don't. It's like I said, I don't know if I told them some other some other person. So you are you are at least Demont household famous for sure. Oh, and mine Yay. too. Yeah, my, and my kids layman, are all like layman household. My famous. daughter and I listen to your show together, and so yes. yeah, Aww. we're several episodes behind because we don't get to, to like spend as much time as we want to, but yep. we're behind. Yeah, Rogue Rooster. I listened to uh, the most recent episode. I've got, I'm 20 minutes in, quite honestly, and I had to stop because inevitably something interact, uh, interrupts me. But yeah, oh, but welcome. It's to, a good story. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank you. I'm glad to be here and and honored. And I had no idea that you guys even liked me or knew who I was or, <laughs> oh or anything. Gosh. So oh I'm kind of blown gosh. away. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a thing over here. Um, James, we we're just uh, obviously we ourselves podcast because we feel like uh, it's Andy is a nice excuse to get together <laughs> in the midst of uh, crazy. We were we just like this is our hobby. We do it for fun, but like a lot of right. we just had a lot of support through it, and that's super cool. And I know you've probably uh, my sense is that you've probably you started from you something started you off on this on this journey as a as a podcaster and you're a you're a dude you're a solid dude and a solid dad as well and so uh but you were doing all the things that we're trying to do i i'm just wondering when because initially you started off as 
it was the no one's listening. Uh, yeah, nobody's listening. Nobody's listening, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. and then went into that story show, and uh, then you've done some. Then you've done uh, Red School Bus, uh, and you could tell us why it's a Red School Bus. But like, what got you into <laughs> podcasting? What what brought you to that place? What why is it? Because I just love when I listen. I just have the sense that you're having a pretty good time at it. So, oh, like, yeah. how did it all start off, and how did it become what it is today? Okay, okay. So, um, I had a friend who had an iPod one day, and he was a Mac guy. And you know Mac guys. I don't know if you guys are <laughs> Mac guys. I, we are. We've recently, be- I've recently become converted. So yes. So, so you know how you are about Mac. We are. Yes, <laughs> we are that yeah. way, like that. Yes. You're superior to everyone. You're better than everyone. <laughs> um, yeah. You. You. When you. When you. P and urinate. Um, <laughs> it's on PC users usually. <laughs> uh, so anyway, sorry, I don't know the limits of the show, but that that would have made it on mine. No, so good. I figured it could make it on yours. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, bet. <laughs> anyway, he was showing me the iPod, and he said, "Oh, and the best part about iPods is this thing called podcasting." And this was back in 2006. And he said, "I have a podcast," and I. I, I didn't know at the time, but I should have been like, oh, crud, you know, <laughs> I'm about to have to listen to a podcast, but I didn't even know what it was at the time. So he plays a little bit of it and it is horrible. It is the worst <laughs> thing I've ever heard. It's he's the only one excited and he's got three guys in the room and they all sound like they just don't want to be there. And they, they didn't do any of the tasks that were given them because the, the the goal of the podcast was to try to trade things to eventually pay off their mortgage. And they okay. like started okay. with a paper clip and the guys are like, Oh, I didn't do anything. I really, you know, just, I still have a paper clip anyway. So my first thought was, I love the concept of this. I love that this is possible and I could do so much better than this guy. <laughs> yes. So that's terrible. That's a terrible way to start. But that's how it started. That's the truth. And uh, so I sat about thinking about how, you know, what in the back of my head for the next few weeks, how, you know, what, what, what would a podcast that I would do look like? And um, my brother and I uh, are, are good friends. And uh, that's not always the case in family. So I wanted to point that out. But <laughs> we had a weird upbringing and we always have these stories and he he would he was in a habit of telling people stories and they wouldn't believe him. They wouldn't believe that we grew up in a triple wide trailer where part of it was the double wide, <laughs> and the other part was a single wide trailer that they just pulled up next to us and cut holes through so we could walk into <laughs> oh, the man. third part of the trailer. People wouldn't believe it, so he would call me and retell the story, and I would confirm it for the friend. Well, I was like, Jay, or David, why why are we doing this one person at, at a time? We could do this for literally dozens of people you know at the time <laughs> i was dreaming big you know yeah. two dozen people maybe <laughs> um so uh so we did we sat down much like you guys do uh, we we borrowed a bunch of church equipment and cobbled it together in my office and on wednesday nights when i was supposed to be finding out what role the, what the royal rangers were doing with their time i was down there recording a podcast with my brother and uh, we called it Nobody's Listening because I, I assumed uh, all, uh, from the beginning that no one would ever listen to my stupid, dumb, dumb show. And we said, you know what, what we'll do? We'll do a weekly rewind or weekly re- uh, a weekly update 
Well, we'll talk about something funny from the last seven days. We'll tell our featured story and then we'll do a recap song and we'll sing freestyle with a guitar <laughs> about the song. Which is amazing, by the way. I've listened to the old episodes and I love the recap song. It's See, great. It feels makes me feel better, by the way, because the freestyle singing, I, I've, I've recently, as you know, been dabbling in that on the <laughs> show and I, I, it comes from a good place. Okay, so good. All right. <laughs> So we started recording, and the first shows were like a half hour. You know, there were there were nothing to it. Um, uh, am I answering your question so far? Very yeah, well? you're nailing it. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. And 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 you wanted to know about the transition to that story show. Yeah, because well, it feels my, like things. Yeah, things got you. You upped the game a little bit, if I if I may. Yeah. Well, what happened is people started responding. Not only to say that they were listening, but um, also they wanted us to share their stories. And that is not something that we had planned on. It, uh, but it quickly um, became a majority of the show to the point now I've told all my stories. And the show is now one, almost 100% uh, listener input. And uh, I always hated the, the nobody's listening name. So the transition to that story show was was a long one, and it was very hard to think of a name, and I'm not sure that I did a great job. But I will say that our numbers went up a lot when I changed the name because it was about what the show was about, you know? Right. Um, yep. Nobody had to ask the question, what is nobody's listening about? What the heck, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, so for for whatever reason, you know, it it, it jumped after that, but... Uh, no, we've been doing it since 2006 and, uh, my brother had to leave about 50 episodes in because of life and stuff like that. And I had a series of guest hosts and, uh, my sister came on for a while and told stories. My, uh, a friend named Trevor from Canada came on for a while. Um, and then John Steinklobber, my high school, uh, I almost said sweetheart, but he wasn't. He was just <laughs> practically, but he, practically. But, but he is a sweetheart. He's a great guy. Yes. Uh, yeah. I have a theory that he's secretly an angel um, brought down to earth <laughs> because he is a great, he is super perfect. Like, like yeah. literally like yeah. Jesus's stepbrother or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, so John came on and we've been going strong, uh, Ever since we've we've taken breaks here and there, I I do struggle with depression and anxiety, and it's taken me out of the podcast game for as long as up to two years one time. Mm -hmm. uh, but my my audience, I always say this: I don't have the best podcast, but I do have the best audience in the world, and they oh. have stayed subscribed. They've been faithful. They more faithful than I've been able to be, mm. and um and and that's kind of brings us up to today where. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're just doing the best we can trying to be entertaining. We keep it clean. Um, but it is not a show for children. You know, that story show Under is not, 10. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 10, 10 and up is what we say. Uh, <laughs> we kind of rate ourselves like a video game e, e for everyone, 10 and up. Um, that's what, that's what red school bus is about. You mentioned red school bus, uh, red school bus is the same exact show, except it's for uh, kids, uh, our target is upper elementary, lower middle school. And, but we have adults that listen. We have, uh, teenagers that listen. And I don't even know why, because the stories are, are kind of dumb. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm well, not trying to be mean. 
and I'm not and I'm not trying to turn people off to possibly listening to my show. I'm just going to say <laughs> kids write dumb stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love but children. I think, yes. But the only thing yeah. they write about is when they get hurt. That is the biggest <laughs> thing that's ever happened to them is one time I got the wind knocked out of me or one time I fell down and bumped my head or my and sister's one, mean to me. I mean, those are all the stories long, we get. Long so, run on sentences, too. Yes, long run yes. on sentences. Yeah, no punctuation. I, I, Hundred percent. I can I can always tell when you're <laughs> when you're reading a story and like and like and like uh, an elementary age kid has written it and you're like just doing your best to almost try to add the punctuation in yes. if possible because it was like stream of consciousness sort of thing and and for those of us uh, both Andy and myself uh, have have done lots of work. Uh, I, I'm a recovering youth pastor, so uh, okay. done lots of work with a middle and Andy. I Andy's used to a, volunteer. Yeah, is a middle school ministry volunteer for sure. Oh, and bless so your heart. It just <laughs> it just. But here's the deal. It's like I felt like I felt so seen when you read these stories because I'm like these are the stories that I hear every week on Wednesday yes. nights. This is very yeah. very very similar. Even, yes. even during prayer request time, because uh, prayer requests <laughs> start with one phrase when you ask a child, "What do you want to pray for?" One time I was and and they just start on this story, you know, and, and okay, Billy, what do you want to pray for? Oh, oh, my grandma. Okay. What's wrong with your grandma? She died, you know, and uh, okay, let's pray for dead grandma, you know, and hope that that one doesn't get answered because if dead yeah, grandma right, comes right. back, I'm going to get phone right. calls. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about Red School Bus I liked is that you started out doing it with your daughter, right? That's kind of where it came from. Yeah, when you she was young and still liked yeah. me. Right. Now you, you're doing it with your son, correct? Well, no, he quit too. He's oh, 13 he now. Oh. Dad's not cool anymore. I, oh, I had to quit it is for that a little happening? bit. Huh? Oh, God. Yeah, I said, so, so that's, so that's so what's now happening. So now I'm doing it with you're... John's son, uh... Uh, James, so it's James and James now, and we just did our first episode last Tuesday. Nice episode okay. sixty. Nice, yeah. So, so we're back in the saddle. I, yeah, I feel, I feel okay. So, James, and you can help. You can. I need some counseling here because okay, okay. I have my eldest. My eldest son is about ready to turn twelve. Oh, and boy. I just had this conversation with people the other day. Where and he's starting to stink a little bit, and you know, yeah. I, like we know what's around the corner, right? We just we know what's around the corner. But I just had this conversation with some other day. I'm like, me and like Aaron and I, we get along so well right now. We I we get each other. We like hanging out and doing stuff together. It's so great. But I'm because I've both worked as a youth worker and I've heard stories just like the one you're saying of like you're not cool anymore kind of thing. Yeah. It, it should, how do I mentally prepare for that moment when my son okay. decides that I'm that I'm not I'm not the great awesome fun person that he once thought I was? All right, the easiest way to keep things really cool between you and your kid is let them play all the Fortnite they want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is terrible because I've been keeping him from playing all the Fortnite that he wants. So right or whatever That's, else. Game that is the oh. that is the really honestly the only way to keep things if you want to stay a cool dad um it will destroy their social life it will ruin <laughs> any kind of uh, discipline structure you've ever had uh it'll undo years of 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 life that you've spent with them but it is the key to a happy child <laughs> <laughs> you've you, i'm i'm both 
more cemented and more conflicted uh, in my <laughs> in my perspective now. No, I I, I I don't know what the the key is because they don't like anybody that tells them what to do. It's like they turn yeah. three again, you know. Yeah. And and yep. they and they kids get superpowers as they grow. That's that's what I always say. They always get a new power. One of their superpowers, for instance, was walking at one point. And mm-hmm. what did they use their superpowers to do? They used them to get into trouble, to reach things they weren't supposed to reach, and to get onto stuff, and to climb couches, and and get in dresser drawers, and all kinds of terrible things. And they're no different in in high school or or upper middle. Um, they're getting superpowers. They're getting uh, you know constructive thoughts and and criticisms and they they start to look at their parents as as other than just these idols that they're supposed to obey no matter what and um and 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 they don't know what to do with it and so you you have to step up as if they're three and you still have to squash them and help them and direct them and 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 shape them and mold them and they they hate it they hate it so much but you can't whoop them anymore so that's right that's true that's true and timeout is is out of the question so you know, it's it's about that device, baby. You gotta you gotta control that. That device. is all I have. That is all yeah. that is in my back pocket. My my wife now with our app, or the app that she has for our internet, is like, we we were on a good roll for a while. It was the kids would be like, Dad, something's wrong with the Wi-Fi, and I'd be like, <laughs> oh, That is weird. That is so weird. Meanwhile, figuring out that oh yeah, she had disabled the Wi, like intentionally disabled the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Hit the pause button. Yeah. Their de- yeah, rendering their devices useless for the hours of be- after they got home from school. So, um, so uh, okay, so that's that's good advice. Is basically and bad advice. Uh, I gave there, you a little bit of bad. There is no <laughs> advice. There's really there's no like you just have to do the hard thing because you're a parent, you're yeah. a grown up, and it's put your big boy pants on, Joel, and and do it. That's really it's what an I, investment. That's what I you have to invest in their future, and you have to trust that they'll love you later. You know. So, yeah. and they will. So, if you raise up a child yep. in the way they should go, when they're old, they will hate you. Love that. So you had mentioned a little bit about your depression. Do you mind if we talk a little bit about that today? Uh, That's fine. That's great. Yeah. Let me, let me go get my, my suicide kit. Um, (laughs) Oh oh, man. Okay. (laughs) No, it actually is fine. I was just kidding. So it's just being dark. <laughs> it's quite deep. We, we, we've talked. We're talking. Yeah, we're talking about adolescent struggles, and then we're just we'll go. It can't. It can <laughs> speaking of adolescent that. struggles, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of adolescent struggles. So, so you if, correct me if I'm wrong, but you used to do a uh, job as a pastor. Uh, yeah. And now, now you're a stay-at-home dad. Let's talk a little bit about that. Where? How did that transition happen? Oh boy. Um. Well, I didn't want it to happen, but um, in in a nutshell. I, I used to work for a mega church, a church of about 5,000 people, and I was the children's pastor, and I thought the job was getting to me after 10 years, and uh, so I, I went to a smaller church, a church of about 500 people, and uh, the, the doom and gloom followed me. Uh, I eventually started seeing a doctor and was diagnosed as, uh, at the time as bipolar with depression and anxiety. And uh, things got worse and worse, and I went to my pastor and offered my resignation, which he didn't take. But then eventually things got so bad, um, I just begged him to. I, I couldn't. I couldn't put up the facade of a perfect mm-hmm. pastor anymore. I couldn't function around people anymore. Uh, 
and I, I actually asked to go part-time, um, meaning I would still do my services. I still somehow was able to do my services and my, my Wednesday night and Sunday night things, uh, but I couldn't keep office hours. I couldn't handle phone calls. I couldn't handle hospital visits. I couldn't handle the, the, the normal day-in, day-out pastor stuff. And uh, the board just didn't want to want to do that, and so I I begged Pastor, hey, you know, just receive that and and accept that resignation, and he did, and and it was hard, it was rough, it was mm-hmm. one of the worst things that's ever happened to me, um, and uh, I, that's what took me out of podcasting for a while. I couldn't even because d- depression isn't just being sad; it's the absence of being able to feel good, and so mm-hmm. every single thing that you do. whether it's good or bad takes away your energy and um depression is also kind of like i I tell people it's like uh being at a theme park you get a phone call and it said and they say your spouse just died in a car accident and your friend says and and, and just imagine for a second that all all the feelings you would feel in that moment you know Mm -hmm. you're surrounded by fun you're surrounded by roller coasters your favorite things and your friend says, hey, you know, that stinks and everything, but let's go on a roller coaster. You physically could do it. You could. But would you want to? No. Would the right. would it be enjoyable? Absolutely not. It would be terrible. It would turn something wonderful into one of the most uh, excruciating events of your life. Is, is I remember the time that I got a phone call about my wife being dead, and then they made me ride mm-hmm. a stinking roller coaster. It was terrible. And that's kind of what depression does to you, uh, except it's your family and your your job and your hobbies and even showering you know all of the positives get sucked out of it and it's and all you're left with is a bunch of tasks that need to be performed even vacations become a series of 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 horrible draining tasks that need to be performed and um and so yeah it kind of wrecked my life i i still struggle i still deal i still see a doctor regularly i still take medicine I, I, I don't have a job. I, I podcast when I can. And when I can't, they, they forgive me because I have another saying, I, I do what I can when I can so that when I can't, it's hopefully not that big a deal. And, uh, like I said, I have the best audience in the world because they, they, they let me, uh, they let me slack off sometimes, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know, my, my life right now is, is still just recovering and existing and I'm, I'm a really good dad. I'm a really good husband. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very supportive. I've become a great listener. I've lost any kind of uh, temper that I used to have in, in my, uh, before uh, all this. So it's, it's changed my personality a bit. Um, it, it's made me weaker, I guess. And that's probably why I'm not real gruff and, and, and easily angered anymore. Uh, but I think... Uh, you know, when I'm when I'm in a condition like I am now, where I, I can think positively, I look at it and I I do see benefits, um, because I I focus on what's important. I can't be a pastor, but I can be a good dad. I can be a good husband, and I can be a podcaster, and I can do things around the house to help. I can, um, you know, stay alive, you know, <laughs> instead yeah, of giving yeah. up like like my dad did when he was forty three, mm-hmm. um, so. Yeah, I don't know. What else do you want to know about it? It's uh... no, I, I think those are all. Re- yeah, like I, I think that that 
thank you for first for being open yes, and honest with us. I, I appreciate that. Um, you know, and thanks for sharing with our, our audience about that. If if you had one one word to say to to guys and dudes who are struggling with depression, because um, obviously depression is looked down on, like especially in the church. I think yeah, a big, lot of times st- the church, big stigma, yeah. big stigma. Yeah. Um, There's no understanding. Yeah. I think it's a spiritual issue no. or or hidden sin or something that's just made up. Like Christians sh- don't deal with that. You know, that's right. Yeah. And so, so I, I appreciate you being open and honest about that. But, but if there's guys in our audience that are struggling with depression, also, what advice would you give them? Okay, this the be, people always give you advice when when you are sure, you know, and and you get to where you've heard everything, and it doesn't really matter because you feel like you want to not be alive anymore. Mm-hmm. And when you get to that point, when you are self destructive and you and you believe with all your heart that the world would be better. Your family would be better if you were not in this planet uh, or some, some, and, and that goes two ways. Some people lean towards suicide and they think, Oh, I, I should end my life. Other people uh, like myself, I, I lean toward, I wish I'd never been born. They're both the same thing. Um, right. But so, so the only, I, I won't give advice. What I will say is this is that there is hope. It doesn't last forever. It does get better. And whatever you're dealing with right now um, will not last forever. Because the one thing depression is, above everything else, is a liar. Everything it says is a lie. And it seems like the truth because it's rooted in truth. You know, you are a burden to your family. Um, you, it, it, it does suck to, to feel the way you feel. You know, all these different things are are based in truth. But like like the devil does... He takes the truth and he wraps the lie around it. And when you have these moments of clarity and depression, you'll, you'll think back about it and you'll be like, yeah, it, it does suck for my kids to have a depressed dad, but, but they, they love me and they want me around. And, and I've, I've even interviewed him and asked him. Uh, so, uh, so I, I guess I did end up giving advice on accident, but I, it, whatever, depression is telling you it is a it is a bald-faced lie even though it seems like the truth even though everything around you confirms the lie um depression is a liar its goal is to kill you straight up it wants to it wants you to destroy yourself there's no other thing about it and but it it does end it does get better and that's the biggest lie that depression will tell you the most is that it never ends. It's always going to mm. be this way. You're going to suffer forever. And that is not true. That is not true. And that's why people off themselves is they believe that it's going to be this way forever. And it's so unbearable. It's so unbearable in, in the darkest, deepest moments that you, you want to destroy yourself. And um, thankfully, I'm a big fat chicken. Uh, um, and I had a dad that killed himself, like I said, at 43 from being bipolar. And I just decided I'm not doing that. You know, I'm going to stay. And, uh, it wasn't easy and I fantasized and I had my thoughts and things like that. But, uh, you know, now, now at 48, um, things are better and they're not as bad as they used to be. And, uh, so, 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 you know, like I said, listener, if you're out there and you're struggling, uh, get help, you know, go to the doctor, get the medicine, deal with the shame of it all, because going to a psychiatrist is horribly, horribly shameful. 
um i've gotten over it but man my my first time was was terrible because that's what crazy people do crazy people go see psychiatrists you know um but get the help you need uh ed, ed, read a lot educate yourself um educate your your, the, your loved ones urge them to go with you to your to, to your visits your doctor visits and all that stuff and uh help them to separate you from the disease that you have uh that because it it sometimes they they group you together and they can they can kind of hate on you and anyway and then and then watch out for church people because they'll get you yeah yeah <laughs> so <clears throat> yeah two now i have two questions number one do you feel like the podcast and sort of your creative outlet stuff is that has that been a is that been a release for you is that is that you fighting back against depression is that like is that is there a, a functional help that it serves to you in in some way because like you're a pretty creative guy apart apart from even the the podcast stuff like just in your design work and your artistic work and things like that is that some is that like a do you do you see that as being a helpful thing to help you walk through the depression or or how does that work for you it's it's a mixed blessing because when i can do it it's easy and it's fun and it's wonderful and it's a great hobby and i love the community and all that when i'm down when I'm depressed, it becomes the worst part of my life, really, because mm-hmm. it shouldn't be. And that in the in the irony just kicks in. It's like you can't even do your favorite thing. You can't even podcast. Yeah. That is the so, talking into a microphone. Oh, my gosh. You can't do that. You are the worst and most useless human being on the planet. So it is it is wonderful most of the time. But then it becomes one of the worst things because, yeah, yeah, we depression understands if you couldn't keep your job. Depression understands if you can't uphold all of your responsibilities. But, man, it won't let you go on those hobbies, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it wants to beat the crap out of you. So I, I, um, I don't know that I fight against depression. I just I just try to survive. And I'm I'm always the way I, I guess I fight is I never accept it as normal. I will never accept this as okay. I will fight this until the day I die. I will never ever say this is the new me. This is what I'm happy with. I'm okay with only, uh, you know, uh, functioning partially. I'm, I'm constantly going to battle it. I'm going to, I'm going to go to the doctor. I'm going to try the new medications. I'm going to tweak what I need to tweak. I'm going to, uh, try to try to keep my bedtimes right and, and my awake times right. I'm gonna uh, keep educating myself. I'm gonna keep trying to to podcast. I'm gonna one day hopefully get a job again. That would be great. So you know that's my flag in the in the in the dirt. There is is uh, I just I'm never gonna be satisfied with this. I'm never gonna let this be normal. I would I would rather they, admit to being broken than than accept yeah. this as normal. As they as they say, that'll preach right there. Okay, <laughs> wow, yeah, that'll that'll preach. Um, and speaking of preaching, th- this is the deal. You know, Andy and I have a real mixed relationship with church folks, uh, as as uh, <laughs> as as I think you do as well. Yeah. And uh, you know, I what's James? What's their problem? I mean, what's what's the what's the deal with church folks? Like, I, I'm, I'm I love them. I'm a shepherd. I'm a pastor. I mean, this is right. this is what I do. Uh, but like, 
I we just I, last week's message over at our church, our lead our lead pastor, who's just really active in the community. He just said to our congregation, he's like, you know, I'm talking to all these non Christian folks, and you know what their number one problem is? Y'all. Church folks, yeah, you know. And he goes, church folks. And he goes, what what is happening? And he goes, and it's not because like church folks are are saying things like, you know, we we believe in God and Jesus. That's not what's upsetting them. It's it's their right. it, it's their all the other behaviors. So what what's the deal, man? Help help me out. What's what's going on? I, I think most Christians mean well. I really do. Um because they stand up for what they believe is right. And unfortunately though, what they believe is right is themselves. Mm. They they think they're right and everything they believe is mm. right. And I I heard a non-Christian person say this, and it it makes so much sense, that they don't read the Bible. They read it like terms of service on a piece of software. They read (laughs) the first few lines, they skip to the bottom, and they say, I agree. And and then they go off about their their Christian business. That that gets me right here. (laughs) It's painfully true. (laughs) And so they, they know the promises, you know, everybody loves the promises, and they, they know the Bible stories from church and stuff like that, but they don't know that God has really, really high standards. And the reason why Jesus died on the freaking cross was such a big deal was because he saved us. And you know what he mm. saved us from? He saved us from God. You know, we always True. think it's from the devil. The devil had no plans for you. He God was the one that was going to just crush you to powder for your sin. And he saved us from Jesus saved us from his daddy. And he, and God took out all of his crud and all of his anger and all of his rage and everything on Jesus. And he paid the price for our sins. And that's why it's a big deal. I used to look up at Jesus on the cross and it never used to affect me. And now that I understand uh, what I understand about the whole thing, because you, because I read the the Bible, believe it or not, I read the whole thing, <laughs> and uh, you really get a sense that God is is not this happy, friendly Santa Claus guy. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know what what's wrong with people though is that they are they're not discipled and they're not acting like Christians. They 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 go to church. It, it's the old children's church uh, analogy. Uh, you can, you can put yourself in a garage, but that doesn't mean you're a car, you know? So you can go to church and you can read your Bible or whatever. That doesn't necessarily make you a Christian. What is, what is a Christian? A Christian is someone who's Christ-like and what does Christ do? We, we read the Bible. He talks to sinners. He's, he befriends people that no one else likes. He tells stories about, um, people that no one should ever talk to according to culture and, and all that, and, and makes them the hero of the story. Like in, in the, the, the good Samaritan, um, he, he, he stands up for people caught in adultery. And today we're known for standing against all of those people. And, and we're and, and the, and I think our biggest problem is that we, we come across like we're better. We hold salvation, which is a free gift of God. We hold it up like a trophy over our heads in, in, in the face of other people, rather than as a gift to be shared. We forget the love that drew us to Christ. And we, we, we re, we forget that we need to give that same kind of love to the unsaved. And we get in our Christian bubble. 
where we listen to Christian music, wear Christian t-shirts, go to Christian uh, clubs and, and Christian small groups and Christian church. And we don't, and we get to where the only people we know that are not saved are at work and we kind of hate all them. Um, <laughs> and, but, 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 but we, we think we're better than them and we're not, we're better off than sinners, but we sin. The Bible belt, for instance, has the highest rate of teen pregnancy, the highest rate of, of divorce, um, the highest rate of alcoholism. Uh, so the world sees this and they, that's why they call us hypocrites. And I think the whole thing would be so different if we just had a Christ-like attitude and said, you know what? We're screw-ups. We're mess-ups. We're broken. We're, we're weak. And we, we need Christ. We need his love. We need his acceptance. We need his help just to make it. And we're not better than you. We're, we're just like you. We, we've, but we found something that gives life purpose and helps us through it. And I think the world would be able to look at us and say, you know what? They're, they're not perfect. They're, 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 they're pretty bad off. They're, their teenagers are getting pregnant. They're, they're drinking a lot or whatever, but, but they at least wouldn't hate on us and act right. like we're better than them. Um, yeah. I don't have all the answers. I, I just know that I'm, I'm in the same boat as your pastor. I, I talk to a lot of unsaved people and um, they, they have a sense of morality and they are searching mm-hmm. for truth. Uh, they're looking at a lot of wrong places, obviously. But uh, they they just shut off anything to do with God, and it's not because of God. They don't have a problem with Christ. It's it's they they've never seen anybody live it out the way Christ intended to, you know. Um, yeah. And 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 Americans have mixed polit- their politics with their religion mm, to the point. Come on now. Yeah, <laughs> that that they're inseparable and and indistinguishable yep. from one one from the other, and uh, and and they've mixed their race right on in there too. Let's just get down to brass tacks here. We're you know Jesus stood up for the less fortunate, and yet we're like, well, if they wouldn't resist arrest, then they wouldn't be getting killed by cops, you know, and 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 these are our brothers and sisters, you know. Uh, yep. we, we, we say all lives matter and, and that is ridiculous because of course all lives matter, but you're missing the point. Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, told a story about a shepherd that left the 99 to go save the one. It wasn't, I mean, it was understood that the sheep in the pen mattered. We knew that, but they weren't the ones in trouble. They weren't the ones struggling. It was one that was out there alone and not where they were supposed to be and needed help. And so he left the 99 to go after the one. And, um, you know, we're supposed to stand up for the, the people that are marginalized and, and, and who are, be, you know, we're, we're supposed to stand up against injustice. It's the only time you see Peter get upset. It's the only time you see Jesus get upset is, is um, I'm sorry, Paul. It's the only time you see Paul get upset. It's the only time you see Jesus get upset is when injustice is being done. And, uh, but yet we, we only get upset when we are offended personally, when Netflix puts something yep. up, we don't like, by God, we're going to quit Netflix until, yep. until stranger yep. things season four comes out and then we're going to sign back. <laughs> <out. laughs> back um, yes. But yeah. you know yeah, what I mean? Uh, yeah, I do. I, we, yes. And <clears throat> I, 
this is a I just see it like this season that we're in this it's been dude it's been a weird year and a half going on two years now we're just like everything has kind of been shaken in so many ways to its foundation and you know what I, I said this and it's been probably a year ago I said this to I said this to a colleague I said you know what what I'm having to do as a pastor is look really look hard in the mirror these days because I thought in one way or another, could I could convince myself that we were doing this whole discipleship thing really well because we were putting a lot of energy and effort into it. Um, but here's the deal. When things got hard, the people that I thought were being discipled or whatever acted like children. Mm-hmm. And they, they acted like infants spiritually. Mm-hmm. And then it just makes me ask the whole question of, like, what are we putting our efforts and energy into? Because apparently – it ain't sticking. Like when things when things got challenging, everyone's like, "I'm uncomfortable. I'm I'm crazy." Uh, the term I've used is persnickety. That's mm-hmm. yeah. uh, a lot of like lot of persnickety, yeah. lot of persnicketiness out there. And and again, it, it does seem to be that so many so many of our fellow brothers and sisters, in so many ways, believe that their Christianity is somehow also a ticket to it's a ticket to uh, comfortability. And to mm. be entitled to certain things, yeah, and and you know those days are gone. Here's the, the deal is, and I I I I'm not here to herald and say I'm happy about this either myself because I I realize the implications. We we live in a a post Christian culture. The, yeah. the ship has sailed. Like yeah. the ship has sailed, y'all. We don't we don't get a special a special VIP parking pass for being um being Christians anymore. Like that, that's that's not a thing. We we enjoyed those times for a little while. And and now, yeah, and and really, this all ties back into. I first just asked, like, what's the problem with Christians? Because it was about it is like how they how they how they treat people in general. And we were and we were asking the question, like, you know, also like people who who are struggling with depression or struggling with things that like quote unquote Christians don't struggle with. Um, and it really does get back to a mentality of in of entitlement, better than this versus, yeah. I am a beggar. Mm-hmm. I am a beggar who was fortunate enough to find bread and I want to share bread with other people. Yeah. And that that is the mentality that is the mentality I think that helped the church grow in the first centuries and then it's the mentality that we left that has caused well we got, we got called to be servants. Under the sun. Yeah. You know, yeah. That yeah. that was that was the 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 um example that Christ gave is to be servants and to love others. They will know we are Christians by our love. But they know we are Christians by our judgments, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and that's, and I don't that's... understand the indignation people get about sinners who sin. It it, it it's right. so funny. Like you're to surprised, me. right? Yeah, <laughs> they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're sinning. Oh oh oh, I hate them now, and I'm gonna stay away yeah. from them. And it's like the Bible says to be in the world, just not of it. And we've done the opposite, the exact opposite, where we're just like the world, especially stats-wise, but we're separated from them completely, socially and yeah. otherwise. And um, yes. it, it's a big problem. So, James, my question, yeah. my my other question then too, because you, gosh, I'm I'm thinking of so many things I could ask you, but for the for the sake of of time. Uh, <laughs> I, I what I would what I would wonder is like when you're doing like that story show for instance when you're mm-hmm. when you're doing the podcast and things like that 
in what way do you do you believe that you're offering some sort of antidote, uh, some sort of help? Because um, I know the way my family has experienced it, um, and and what you've what you and John have put out, and, and your family, you know, your cash, your family members, and your kids, and everything. I know how we've experienced it. Is it is there a mission? I, I, I get because I'm not trying to dive too deep. Be like, what what's your what's your vision and plan for the for the show? Like, that's not what I'm asking, but. Is it because if you're like if you're like Andy and I, there is no vision and plan. We're yeah. just we're this is fun and we're doing it and we think it's a good thing to do. So, right. uh, does it? How do you think about what you put out there in terms of like because you, you've you've obviously you've there is there are issues out there and you've clearly identified what those are in so many ways. Do you think that what you're putting out into the world, so to speak, in some way speaks to that? Um, that is hard. That's hard. That's a hard question. No, um, that story show is a is a show that I would say is a it's not a Christian podcast, but it's a podcast by Christians, um, and I think that comes through. We have a yes. we have a lot of homeschooled, you know, white middle class yeah. American, uh, you know, listeners, but we also have a lot of people that um, aren't that are disenfranchised and don't like church, don't like don't really care for God. Um, but they love us. And, and I think it's because when, when you have Christ in you and your desire is to be, uh, a blessing in the world. Um, I, I always kind of say it like this. If you have a cup and it's full of something and you are trying to be very careful with it, but you bump into somebody, whatever's in that cup's going to spill out. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what our podcast is like is it, Every now and then I'll, um, it, when it, when it comes up, I don't shy away from it. Like the other day I, I said something that was very, uh, very biblical. Uh, and, and, and a lot of our jokes and, and our comments have to do with spirituality and church stuff and all that. But, um, I, I believe that Christ comes through and based on the feedback that we've gotten over the years and the way the show helps people through depression, it helps people through cancer treatments it helps people through uh, the, the, their their teenage years. I mean, I've got people that just just the other day posted that said, "I don't believe James knows how much he means to us." I started listening in tenth grade. Now I'm thirty and I have a child and I'm married and you know he's been there the whole time and I I don't even know how to accept you know things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I I, be- I I strongly believe in the whole the, the whole St. Francis of Sissy thing. You know, go out and preach the gospel, and if you have to, use words. Um, I, I believe that your lifestyle should be the most attractive thing a- about you as, as far as drawing people to Christ. And then for those that want uh, a more real, down-to-earth experience with me, I, I have a, uh, a program called the Gospel of Kennison. Uh, which is very tongue in cheek because I talk about my life and I talk about my beliefs and uh, my faith and all that, but I couch it in, this is just my opinion. So, you know, even, uh-huh. even when right. I'm preaching, so, so go know, easy on me. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, don't, 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 don't uh, start a religion based on this, but, <laughs> um, but it's called the GOK, the gospel of Kennison and uh, GOKcast.com. And uh, folks, folks who, um, want more can can get it there and and that's just a no no holds barred type of situation but no i mean people have come to faith in christ through the stupid my stupid little show 
mm. I, I could show you the emails that, that uh, uh, yeah. a guy literally prayed as he was typing out the email that said, I don't know who's out there, but the God that James believes in, I ask you into my life right now, you know? Oh and yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah. It's, it, it's crazy. Now that's only happened once that I know of, but it's, it's, it's more than zero. And that's mm, correct. Yep. The yep. Two, two of my listeners got together and, and they got married and they have a baby and, and oh, I, man. <laughs> I, I claim that baby is my baby. I, I helped 100%. make that baby. Yeah. That's 100%. a show baby. That's so a show baby. If I hadn't started my dumb little hobby podcast, you know, none of these things would have happened and it, yeah. it blows my mind. It, it humbles me and it, and it blows my mind. Um, but, well, but know, no, I we, know. we don't hide our Christianity. We don't hide our, hide our faith at all. Uh, and, and, um, you know, we, we talk openly about it when it comes up, but we don't shove it down people's throats either, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And I right. think people appreciate that. I think even the Christians appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and, and James, I just would, I would say, cause I know you're not fishing for it, but like it, it, it I don't know for my family, especially gosh, we have the whole stinking covid shutdown stuff and all of that like the one highlight of our week as a family was to sit down and to listen to oh. your shows and oh. it like it it honestly just has meant so mm-hmm. so much to us so we we just we love you for that we love what you're what you're doing it it is oh it's a godsend for sure well, i appreciate that so yeah well, we, we want to thank you for being on our show. And before we let you go, we are going to do the pop quiz. But first, Joel, I wanted to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Concrete Barber, who has some really awesome hair products. So check them out, ConcreteBarber.com. I just saw that you can also order his hair products on the website Oh, now. the time is coming where I can get that get that pompadour looking like I want it to. So ConcreteBarber.com is our favorite barber. Check out the website. He's the official barber. He's the, the official dudes, barber. It's yeah. podcast. He says it on its social media, so it's entirely Gotta true. Gotta be true. Gotta be true. All right. So before we let you go, James, we are going to do. Now it's time for Dudes and Dads Pop Quiz. Oh, thank you, Aaron. Awesome. So pop quiz. <laughs> pop quiz oh is this. We just ask random questions <laughs> and you get to <laughs> answer. You, you have to answer. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Different one. Cool. Okay. Sometimes right. these are bad. What was your first screen name? Oh my gosh. Um, it was BZLTYRFN. That's, <laughs> that's, it, it was it that's, was all it was Buzz Lightyear fan without vowels. Oh, nice. that's the, back that, in the the Web 2.0 days where you just remove all vowels from everything. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, that's awesome. Okay, next question here. If you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which ones would you keep? Oh, gosh. Um, I would keep YouTube. Um, I would keep the phone app because it is Good. an app. Good one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. and, and the messaging app. All right. Good answer. Does that Good count? Answers. All right. It does. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. Absolutely. What is your recurring nightmare? Oh gosh, it's a theme. There's always something going on. I'm back at work at Sheffield in Kansas City, Missouri, and it's Sunday. I'm not prepared. I'm not dressed for it. <laughs> they've they've rebuilt half the church. I don't know how to get anywhere, and um, it, it's just rough. Nobody knows me anymore. All my kids are grown. <laughs> it's it's terrible. 
It's over that and does over. Sound like a nightmare. Uh, okay. Uh, here, who? Okay. This. We'll see. Who is your favorite hero of fiction? Oh goodness. Uh fiction, fiction, um, fiction. Oh, uh, James, come up with something. Uh, uh John Wick. John Wick, uh, nicely done. Okay. All right, and my last question is going to be, if you had someone following you around at all time, what would you have them do? Oh, like they have to do whatever I want them to do? Yeah, yeah they're like, yeah, you're, like, like you're like like at the hip personal assistant. Yeah, what would you do? Uh, I, I don't want to say it. <laughs> I, I, I would, all right. <laughs> I, I, I would, I would want to go back to like the 1700s where... People didn't have to bathe themselves. I would, I would oh, want him oh. to. I, I would want to be bathed, <laughs> not in a weird way, though. I promise. Not in a weird way. Not in a weird way. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's. it's <laughs> they, they could use a sponge on a stick. I don't care. I just. Yeah. I, right. It, uh, yes. Yes. You maintain their personal space at the yeah, same time. Yeah. Same. You have needs. You have basic human needs like the rest of us. You just would like to like opt out of. I hate uh, showering. Energy. I just do. And yeah. if I could have somebody treat me like an elephant and just scrub me down every day, <laughs> beautiful. That would be great. <laughs> okay. Hey, you asked. Uh, the final question. Uh, yes, I did. And <laughs> and we're so grateful for the answer. This is quality content. Uh, final question from me. What is your guilty pleasure? Oh goodness, um, Rick and Morty. Oh, I. Uh, yeah. What What makes that your guilt? What makes that your guilty pleasure? What do you? Because like, it's it's that, bad. It's bad stuff. It's so bad. creative and so well written, and it's got such a great uh, story to it. But it but it it would be, you know, I mean, we're talking about church people that freaked out about Bart Simpson and 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 <laughs> Harry Potter. I mean, Rick and Morty would just. You know, melt their faces, melt their faces, yes. melt yes. their faces. I gotcha. I gotcha. Awesome. James, well, you've completed our pop quiz. You, you successfully uh, navigated that and we appreciate you for it. I don't know. About Thanks that. for being on the show. You know, yeah, you did. Yeah, you pretty, did. Pretty, we've had, we've had worse. I won't name oh. names, but, <laughs> <laughs> but tell everybody where they can reach you, where they can find out your shows. And well, like if that. you want to know everything I do, uh, you either go to jameskennison.com um, or nlcast.com nl as in nobody's listening. C-A-S-T.com. Uh, but, uh, look up that story show in iTunes or wherever you, you know, get your podcast, red school bus, uh, gospel Kennison. Um, the, that would be awesome. I'd love to hear from you. You can email me James at NL, NLcast.com and, uh, and, and I'd love to hear from you and, and see what you thought about me on the, on this program too. So oh, awesome. thanks gosh. for having me. I, I have pop- had a lot of fun. We're, we're, we, we're glad we because I may or may not have lost a little sleep. I don't know how well this would go because I'm like, please let James like us. And oh no, good. I love you guys. So. This is the best show ever. I'm going to quit my show oh, and just fantastic. listen to this one. Oh, hey, well, you, you are welcome back as a guest any any time. In fact, in fact, whenever Andy and I decide, one of us decides that we've just we've just had too much of that week. We'll just you just guest host. I mean, we clearly you've got he's got the resume as far well, as I'm I'll, concerned. I'll tell so. you what to do here. We had to solve a problem on our show because somebody said something about they they want us to continue until Jesus comes back, and then I realized oh that the show the show would end once Jesus comes back, probably. Right. Probably. probably. I mean, John would definitely <laughs> go. I don't know if I would. <laughs> but what I'm offering is, if I don't go, I could 
you could just get send me all your passwords and stuff, and I'll keep your show going along with mine. All right, so, we, it's a deal. That's a that's deal. a good commitment. I like that. It's <laughs> official. It's in the contract. Yeah. Oh my goodness, friends! Appreciate you so much for tuning into the Dudes and Dads podcast. As always, you can shoot us an email over at dudesanddadspodcast at gmail dot com. Wow, you're singing. And uh, you know, make sure to go to our website, dudesandadspodcast.com. You'll find all of our episodes there and all the anything else you really want. Is all there. the stuff. We're embarrassingly easy to find. So just just hop over there. Guys, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening. It's been a joy as always. And until next time, Grace. And peace. And rock and roll.